Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Hey, what's going on? This is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Service Marketing Podcast. It is almost the end of February. We're getting ready to skyrocket towards spring. Things are good. Weather's been picking up a little. Still pretty wet out here on the left coast, but do you really listen to this podcast for a weather report? Probably not. You probably want to hear something about some business, how to make more money, how to have a better life. Um, That's been always my goal. Um, Quick touch on the college baseball, uh, since we are right in the middle of everything. Um, With our family, being a big baseball family, my youngest son is out at LSU, he pitched this last Thursday. Did did reasonably well. He's coming off Tommy John from last year, so just happy he's healthy and still feeling good. Had a little bit of command problems, but overall got through it. Four strikeouts, I think one or two hits. Um, so he's working on his craft, getting better and better. I think LSU's maybe six and one right now, six or seven and one. They're doing real well. Um, I think they're rated or ranked like third in the nation or something. So. Um, we're supposed to head back out there in a couple more weeks. Um, we might sneak out to Houston next weekend. LSU is playing in a tournament uh, at the Astrodome, the Houston uh, uh, Astros home, um, and check that out. But that just depends on on what happens with the rotation and everything. That's just the life of a of a pitcher. So we'll see. I've never been. I've never been to Houston, and I've never been to the Astrodome, of course. So um, that would be kind of cool. But anywho. Um, and when we were out there, I don't know if I mentioned on the pod, I forget, and I have my short-term memory, but we, uh, I tried those gator nuggets, the other white meat, as some people say. Oh, not bad. I mean, not really gamey. Just when you open them up and look at the inside, it's kind of like white meat, but it has just a little bit of a pink tinge to it, um, almost like a chicken that wasn't quite cooked enough. But uh, yeah, it's not bad eating. I mean, if you had to survive on something and it was gator, I mean, pff, there's worse things to eat, that's for sure. So... I remember one time a student for PDR training came out from Alaska and brought reindeer sausage. And you want to talk about something that's gamey. Holy hand baskets. Not, the, uh, not my number one choice for, uh, for a meal. But, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it was the thought. For him to, to take this stuff on the plane, they allowed him to travel with it and to bring it out and try it. And uh, like I said, it's, the thought, that it's the, you know, the thought that counts, right? So anyway... Um, so let's see, recapping this week, it was actually a pretty good week for us. Uh, we hit our numbers. It was a little on the slow side, um, just cause we had a couple cancellations. The economy is kind of weird. I don't know. We have one guy that was kind of a, I don't know, not our prototypical customer, a little bit of a, the gentleman kind of moves kind of sideways, if that makes like a sidewinding snake. Um, so when he didn't show for the appointment, it didn't really surprise most of us and it wasn't that big of a deal. His model We've never seen a more thrash Model X. This guy is just a very, he's an outlier. He's not really our typical Denko kind of customer. And then we had another gentleman that had like a $2,500 repair. And he um, he sold it the morning of, supposedly, of when the repair was supposed to occur. No big thing happens. Other than that, everybody uh, came into attendance and everything was, was, uh, was good. So overall, pretty darn good week. Um, today I want to talk about, it always boils down to marketing and making money or, or making more time in your life. Today, I want to talk about maxing out um, your profit potential. 
You know, what are things you can do strategically? What can you do to slice up your security board of your business so that all the chess pieces are pointing dollars into your bank account with, with the most minimal effort? That's kind of like a, a well-oiled, you know, cash printing machine, right? So we'll, we'll talk a little bit about PDR, but I'm also going to interject a plumbing example here because a friend of mine's a plumber in our complex and he will be doing some plumbing in our house uh, next weekend. We get to do a wonderful repipe, which is really cheap and fun and enjoyable. But uh, that's what happens when you're a homeowner. Things always go down that necessarily aren't, uh, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. So could be worse, right? I'm thankful to have a home. So I'm not going to complain about some pipes that need to be repiped. Pipe and repipe. Anywho, so what's the max profit? for a paintless stamp repair solopreneur, a solo operator. You know, depending on, on where you are and your client base will dramatically impact your profit potential. Um, I'll give you an example. I'll, I'll break it down. I'm not going to do uh, wholesale. I'm just going to do retail and hail. Because wholesale, typically, I mean, I think you probably can crest 20, maybe 30, but it's tough to get past 20 during wholesale. Because a lot of the wholesale accounts just don't like to pay. They feel that they're giving you the volume. Therefore, they should give you a break. Um, and of course, due to the competition, my brother still does a lot of wholesale. And he's still pushing cars for 40 or $50 for an entire car. Which I think is an absolute abomination in 2024. I don't know how he does it. You can't fill your, your gas tank for that. You know, you can't have a meal at, half, at most of the restaurants. You know, unless it's fast food for 40 bucks. You know, it's like, what's he thinking? I don't, I don't get it, but I'm working on him. I'm trying to chip away at that very, very stubborn granite stone that is the Kevin. But uh, anywho, so a retail PDR tech, on average, I say you're going to max out at about between 30 and 50 grand and per month. And, those, and that's strong numbers right there, gentlemen and ladies and, and small animals. Let's even say 30. So if you're working every day out of the month and you average a thousand dollars, that's still pretty good, you know. And that's somebody maybe that let's just say they're not doing hail; they're just simply servicing, you know, dent repair customers, right? Now to get up to fifty, you definitely have got yourself you're in there into a very high end area, and or you're doing some big smashes, or you've got an incredible amount of volume coming through your shop. And I, I know a couple shops that they push that kind of those kind of numbers. It ain't easy. They have tens of thousands of cars going by their shops every day. And so the fishing line in the, in the water is snagging. It's, it's basically more of a net, but then they throw back everything that doesn't make sense. And the ones that are keepers, they keep. All right. And we'll talk a little bit about fishing and, and marketing analogies a little more later on in this episode. But, but so 30 to 50 grand, that, that's pretty much max. So let's just go with the low end. So 30... If you were going to do that, that's 360 grand a year. That's pretty good money. Okay. But most people aren't going to probably hit those numbers. Most people are going to probably bounce out at 10 to 15 grand, I would say. You know, and I'm talking good marketing, good clients, and all that. You know, so 150 grand, let's say, a year, which outside of a major metropolis in the United States, you can live okay. You know, you're not going to be, you know, driving a Rolls Royce, you're not going to be going to Monaco gambling at, uh, at the James Bond casinos, but you'll get by. You probably could raise a family, especially if your wife is working, 
you know, or you keep things kind of close to the vest or you live in like a cheaper city like where we were just at. We were at in Baton Rouge, which uh, nice city and pretty affordable to live in. Um, so, I mean, you heck, you could buy a home for one year's salary as a PDR tech, you know, cash. So it's that says a lot. Um, Waco, Texas is another one that's kind of like that, too. So other spots in Texas. But anywho, I digress. So let's move up to the big boys. So so a hail tech if he's really kicking ass, can make anywhere between 100 to 200 grand a month with, you know, turning the screws, you can, you can hit a million bucks. You know, I've seen it, seen it multiple times. Back in the day, you know, if somebody did 100 grand, that was like one person out of thousands or tens of thousands of hail techs that I knew. But nowadays in the modern era, it, it's much more pre- prevalent for a lot of reasons. Um, so it is doable. Uh, I would say the average good hail tech is probably between 250 and 300. And then there's the ones that are average plus, probably in the four to 600 range. And then the plus plus 600 to a mil, you know, and then the outliers over a mil. But I'm talking about single guys. I'm talking about guys that are pushing eight to $10,000 a day. If you do the math, you know, if you're doing, let's say 10,000 a day, that's 200,000 a month. That's over $2 million a year. If you did it 12 months, most guys don't do it like that. Most guys will do six to eight months max. So they're still multi-million. So, so what the lesson here for paintless debt repair, if, if you want to hit the big numbers, you've got to hit the big jobs. You've got to be taking in per, per touch, you know, four figures. If you're two figures, like my brother, if he didn't live in a situation where somebody else was basically paying his bills, he couldn't afford to live in most places in the United States, you know, pushing $50 cars. Yeah, he could probably do, you know, five, six, seven, ten cars a day and get by, you know, six to $10,000 a month. But $80,000 a year, $60,000 a year, guys, it's just, you know, unless you're just outside of college or, you know, you're in your early 20s or mid 20s max, you're going to struggle. You just are. You're, we're talking renting a room in a lot of places. We're not even talking, you know, mortgage or even like a nice condo or home god forbid so you know that's the thing so so retail you know with the screws turned or good strong hail money will get you to the promised land those are big jobs now had a nice conversation like i mentioned early earlier with uh abe one of our local neighbors uh in our complex here in laguna hills california and he's got a plumbing business and they're average with just him and one other tech. They're averaging between three and five grand a day. Okay, now yeah, there's some pl- supplies involved in that. They might have pipe, they might have water heaters, you know, tools that need to be replaced a lot. But this is the business is doing 1.5 to 2.5 million gross a year, and they're in one space. So I know what their rent is. It's it's relatively cheap. They have one person that also works as an administrator and helps them out. So it's a high profit business. Is it easy work? No. Do they work six, seven days a week? Yes. Do they work late? Sometimes. It, they're busting ass. But they also, they grind and they make good money. So so is he focused on doing like drain cleans? You know, where he might make two or $300? No. Or is he focused on repipes? You know, or big water heater jobs where it's over a thousand bucks. Or the repipes are over, you know, six to 10, 12, $15,000 sometimes depending upon the home or the apartment building, or whatever it might be, right? So so the way that he makes this money is he goes up to the big fish, once again, just like what we need to do 
in auto body or paintless net repair or, or home remodels or whatever it is. You know, I mean, if you're doing home remodels, you're not going to say, hey, I want to just do the porch, you know, or I just want to do small bathroom. I, I, a small bathroom is one thing, but how about doing a big kitchen? I mean, that that's that's big money, you know. I mean, you could do, I mean, there's people that spend six, seven figures remodeling a kitchen easily, right? It's not that hard to do. So what's the lesson? What does all this mean? What, what am I trying to get? What's my long point that I've dragged you through the mud to get to here on this wonderful Sunday? The lesson is premium. Go premium. Don't be Kevin. Don't be Kevin Dent guy. You know, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm trying, folks, and I'll keep you in the loop of how it goes. But like I said, he's pretty stubborn in his ways. And, and you know, and, and the necessity isn't necessarily there. The desire is, but the drive and the necessity is not. And that means a lot. I think if he didn't have a choice, I think he would get there real quick. But he doesn't, he's not raising his girls anymore. They're out of the house. You know, the wife's the big earner. So guess what? No big pressure. So premium repairs. You need to get paid. Okay. So what can you offer where you're one to $5,000 per customer, you know, premium, and repeat it one to two of those jobs a day? What can you do in your business, no matter what your business is? I don't care what you do, carpet cleaning, whatever service it is, you know, you have got to do heavy, heavy, heavy hits. You got to be four figures a day. If you're listening to this podcast, you're like, man, I'm, I'm like Kevin, I'm not doing four figures. I'm doing three figures on a, on a good day or, or I'm mid, mid to high three figures, but I know myself, yeah, I need to get to solid four, four plus. Okay. So that's just marketing. That's strategy. Like I said. So what can you offer? Like I said, at the end of the day, it's really not about doing more people most of the time. I mean, volume play does work and it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have more leads. Like I mentioned, the, the one shop that's doing, you know, 30, 50 grand a month in dents. Okay. in just dent repair. I mean, they're sure they do a fair other things, but it's because they have tens of thousands of people going by the front of that shop every day. So they choose to get less people and they weed them out by dollars. You know, that's how it works. Somebody rolls in and they've got a 2001 Prius and they're quoted $1,200 for a couple dents and they were thinking it might be $12. They're gone. So that's the downside. You're probably writing a lot of estimates at a shop like that. But the good, side, good thing is you have more people coming in and you can pick the premium fish off the side of the boat, you know. So you have to be more niche, in other words. You have to know your client. And it doesn't really matter what, like I said, what kind of car they drive, you know, if, if we're talking automotive. At the end of the day, it's budget and desire. I mean, the, the needs, hierarchy of needs. So you as a business owner have to identify who has the money and who is going to need the most your service. Not just apathetic, like, eh, I might be able to use it. No, don't go after that. Okay, so... People that are in our, our industry, let's say you're targeting lease returns, okay? Lease returns, it's a need, but at the same time, they're trying to be cheap, okay? Now, what if you were targeting people in car clubs, you know, luxury car clubs like Porsche, BMW, Ferrari, and Lambo? Those people often want those cars to look good. By design, they're in the club. They want the car to look good. So when they need a service, they're probably a little more willing to pay than a lease customer, so wouldn't that be a better niche to target? Maybe, as long as the volume is there to support it and you can close it. You see what I'm saying? So 
let's say you were going to target two um, industry sectors. Let's say you could market to all the golf club, golf courses in your area. You had some sort of bro deal where you were, you know, inside the, the golf club or on some sort of, you know, mailer or I don't know, whatever. But you, you could get in front of the eyeballs of those people. Okay. Or you could get in front of the eyeballs of restaurant workers. Okay. What segment is going to have more discretionary dollars to spend? Golf, of course. Of course, golfers typically are more affluent. It's not like it's an expensive sport per se. It really isn't. But people who, who make good money tend to gravitate towards that, that um, activity. And there's other activities like flying, boating. And, and you see what I'm going here? I'm trying to get you to target your efforts and your time to where the fish are bigger in the water. Okay, if you drop a hook in a pond and, and you know that only guppies swim in there, okay, aka you're just trying to, you know, you don't care what comes your way, like like Kevin, then you're only gonna catch small fish. And yeah, you can catch small fish and and and, and have macaroni and cheese and, and cup of noodle, but if you wanna, you know, have Morton steak, you know, steak and lobster or steak Diane and 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 have rental properties and, and travel to Europe and stuff. You've got to drop your line in, in, in a water that, you know, pond, stream, lake, ocean, inlet, whatever, that has freaking, you know, marlin, you know. And, and, and the only way to do that is, is just like a fisherman when he's got his fish finder. As a marketer, you have to use your fish finder. You know, you have to realize, you know what, I'm not going to target everybody. I'm not going to do TV. I'm not going to do radio. I'm not just going to do fire and forget it. I'm going to go where I know the money's big and the need is big. Okay. And, and so, you know, cheap, I mean, here, here's another one that would be a bad niche, for an example. Um, a lot of times our customers will, will take an Uber, um, to get, uh, dropped off to pick up their vehicle. Okay. When, the, when the service is done, if they can't find a friend or family to drop them off. Right. So they'll be, Oh yeah. I talked to the Uber driver and they've got all kinds of damage and you know, dot, 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 they, they wanted to get a card or they wanted to get a quote. And I just know, no, Uber driver is not our segment. They don't make enough money. They have no idea how much it costs. And even if they do, they already know they can't afford it. They're just placating their, their uh, fare. You know, they're trying to be nice to them, but they know they can't afford that $1,500 repair or 2000 bucks or whatever. Otherwise, they would have already done it. And Uber isn't that hard on, on their, their customers, their drivers, I should say, to do those repairs. If they did, they, how many, they would reduce. They need those drivers. They would reduce how many drivers they have, and then it could be a problem. You know, then, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to pay us more? Nope, we're not. Well, let them drive shit then. Okay, the same thing is going on with Amazon this year. Right now, Amazon, at least in our area, doesn't own the vans that do the deliveries to your home and office for your supplies you order on Amazon. They contract it out to um, to delivery companies and truckers and th things like that. And we've done some repairs for these guys. And there was a time earlier last year when the, when the market was strong and deliveries were going crazy that they wanted all the vans to be in tip-top shape and no body damage. Well, guess what's going on right now in Q1 of 2024? Economy's down, deliveries are down, orders are down. You know what? We're going to waive the mandatory repairs for your, your vans, and you can drive them around dented and scratched up and, and smashed. As long as they're, they're safe, you, know, you can drive them. We're not going to make you fix them. Why? Because we know that if we did, you, know, you might stop doing the deliveries for us because you couldn't afford it. So... It, it's all about the market and marketing 
where you target, where you fish, okay? Like I said, you're not gonna fish in a pond with no fish. You're not gonna, you shouldn't fish in a pond with small fish, AKA Kevin. You don't wanna fish in the ocean and just drop a line because guess what? You can catch big and small. That's just broadcast marketing. It doesn't work. You need to do target marketing. You need to go to a lake that's been stocked with nothing but big bass. And no matter what you hit your line, it's a big fish. In other words, it's going to be a big customer. And they're going to have the money. Okay? They're going to have the meat on the bone that you're going to want to eat that fish. You know, There's nothing wrong with ocean fishing to some extent. You know, If you're going to have so many fish hit the hook, but you're going to throw a lot of those fish back, aren't you? Just like my buddy who's got... 10 to 20,000, I think it's 20,000 cars driving by his shop every day. You know, he can pick and choose the fish he wants. Now, here's some ideas if you happen to have a paintless debt repair business and you are like, you know what? Yeah, I'm just, I'm struggling to hit four figures a day. Well, you could also diversify. We've talked about this. Do you guys know there's detailers out there right now per detail that are charging between 10 and 20 grand? You can't knock that out in a day, by the way, though. These are like usually between two and five day details. But, you know, at 10 grand, you just do one a week. You know, you're doing the vapor clean and all that. Guess what? Big time money. And we had some customers come in this last, the last two weeks that had those kind of budgets. I had a customer, I told him that a dent was $1,800. One dent. He's like, oh, I thought it was going to be more. You know, oh, okay, good. Good to know. The guy didn't care. He's got so much discretionary money. It's like, why are we even talking price? Just take care of me, do good work. And, and you know blah 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 okay so de premium detailing number one number two collision size pdr the only bad thing is some people can't do it which is nothing wrong with that and or sometimes it takes more than a day so you better be getting two three grand i mean bryce kelly if you knew who that is he's a thought leader and, and a, a high performer in our industry i don't know if he's doing three thousand dollar dents every day you know he has some but maybe he does one or two a week and the others are like 500 to 800. I don't know. It's tough to get to get the jobs turned. It's a lot of work. I'm not I, it, it's a way to make your way into 250 to 500,000 plus a year, but you're just you're going to be you're going to be earning it. I'll tell you that right now. You really are. Other services. You could do vehicle wraps, which, you know, color changes are 5k and up out here. You could do PPF a front in a front third PPF and like a Tesla runs at least two grand and about 1600 of that 15, 1600 profit. You could do ceramics. Okay. Do a ceramic applications. I mean, right now I'm only about 600 bucks for a ceramic without doing paint correction or, or, uh, over, not overspray, but, but, um, oh, what do you call it? I can't even slip in my mind right now where you prep the paint without the scratches, but, um, but yeah, if you're not doing a clay bar, that's what I was thinking of. If you're if 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 you're not charging big money, I mean, you know, how do you hit those numbers? You know, a ceramic takes us usually just an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And like I said, I, I could easily be charging a thousand to three thousand dollars. A lot of times people want me to charge that. They feel if I'm only six hundred bucks that something's wrong. They're like, Wow. So you could charge fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, say, you know what? That'll it's a five year guarantee. You just come in on your anniversary once a year. And we'll do touch-ups. In other words, they'll reapply because no ceramic, for the most part, is going to last more than a year, especially if the customer's washing their car. So that's another. That if, if you had to ask me, I think I've talked about this in the last podcast. That's still my number one. If you're running automotive-based business and you're trying to level up and, and get an extra, you know, ten grand a month plus or whatever. 
So what does this boil down? What does this distill down to? If, if you're just trying to get to, you know, 150 grand or less, just stay in your lane. There's no reason to exit, exit cheap, you know, cheapo highway. I mean, there's just isn't, you don't need to market. You can just basically do your simple repairs, AKA Kevin. And man, I hope he's not listening to this episode cause I'm slamming it, but in a good way, it's a good example. And I'm trying to pull him out of his, his, you know, his, uh, quicksand, you know, in the ground, he's not even fishing in a lake. He's fish, fishing in quicksand. These guys, if you allow dealers to get over and you step on your face, they will, they will. They're horrible. They're, they're, they're bastards half the time that by design, they need to be that way. And it's just not a good thing. So, but if you want to get 200,000 up, then you need to have, you know, hone in on those dollars. You know, you need to find the, the pools where the big fish, uh, swim and the ones that are hungry and they want to hit that bait. You know, if they're not hungry, if they're fed and they have no desire in which, what's on your hook, AKA your offer, then you need to craft a new offer, you know, find something else to offer those fish where they're going to be hitting it nonstop and they're big fish and they have a budget. It's, it's not hard guys. It's not hard to go where the money is. It's not hard to go to find what people want to buy and they'll spend money with you. It really isn't. It's, it's the cornerstone of marketing. And I, I, you know, I've got my degree in marketing, but I probably learned 10 to 20 X more with my business on the front lines, you know, testing and iterating and changing and, and every day customers are teaching us little tiny lessons. You know, we might, we might sometimes kind of just sniff it out and say, you know what, the customer looks like they're a little bit cheap or they may not be able to afford this. Or, you know what, this person just kind of went kind of silent. On us. let's ask them, Hey, well, what, do you have a budget in mind? Little tricks like that, you know, where you, you might've had no shot at the sale, but now you might have a shot And If they're within 20% of what you were trying to get, and it's worth your while and your time and you need to fill a slot, bam, sink that hook in the fish and hook it. You know, we had a lady last week with a near new Lexus and she scraped the side of her garage going in. This is a very common repair in our business. And any other shop she would have gone to would have wrote her to paint the bumper. I said, look, I go, here's what it costs to paint this pearl white bumper. But I think we can probably polish it out. You're probably looking at anywhere between 75 and 90 bucks. Cause I knew it was a 10 minute repair, you know, it's just almost all, you know, if not, if she wasn't happy, there was something lurking underneath, she would have had to paint it. But I sell, tell you what, and I'll even give you, you know, I'll give you 10 bucks off. If you want to do it right now, my painter's got some time in between jobs and he did. And we could have easily, you know, knocked out 70 bucks, you know, for 10 minutes of work. And it would have been full satisfaction. And she wouldn't have been driving around with 18 by 18 inches of, uh, like brown transfer on her brand new Lexus on the driver's side, but she neglected to do it. Um, and you know, and she took the estimate form and, and she was going to chew on it. But here's the thing. A lot of times when things are too cheap, people don't trust you, right? Cause price dictates trust in a lot of ways. Pricing is such an art art form. And at the same time, I didn't ask her if she had a budget and she maybe didn't, maybe it, she was not there at all to get the job done. Sometimes it get, you know, getting trust with certain consumers, it takes time. It's not going to be a one time, you know, one time hit you, you roll in. Yeah. You know, I trust you guys. I've read your reviews. You know, let, let's, if she had read our reviews and had more of a deep connection with us, she, I'm almost certain she would have easily done that repair, you know? So just lessons that you learn over and over and over. And, and it's just, it's being into the batter's box and taking swings. If you're taking swings, you're going to learn. If you're taking pitches and you're just watching, probably not learning. It's the same thing in business. You need to deal with customers, talk to them, listen to them, 
give them options and then and then basically categorize that data and then you can craft a better offer craft a better service figure out your upsells your cross sells maybe completely do a 90 degree and 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 kibosh what you're offering and offer something way better because at the end of the day i mean your marketing is your time and you can't get your time back if you didn't make money the last two years and you're like you know what's my next two years going to be like well it's going to be the same unless you change or at the very least iterate and, and maximize what you're doing and i think a lot of people just think that just you know because they're in the game a long time it's just going to get better what's the guarantee there of course i wouldn't say no it's not gonna, i mean that's a very nice positive outlook but at the end of the day where's your realist you know what are you going to do to make sure it becomes better I, I don't believe there's a leprechaun with a pot of gold sitting around the corner of our shop just flicking gold coins towards our front door if if i wish it you know at the end of the day i'm gonna i'm gonna study i'm gonna strategic i'm gonna get with other thought leaders we're gonna we're gonna you know uh, share ideas which i do I'm, i mean every couple weeks I'm, I'm with other shops talking to them and and we have a, a large amount of information you know flow and share and that helps i mean I, I can't come up with everything trust me i can't hardly come up with anything you know i do learn from my customers but it, imagine if you took all the information that you have let's say you saw five customers a day you know 20 a, a month or what about that 25 a month um is that right yeah 25 no it's 25 a week 100 a month and all of a sudden you met with five other people and it's 500 a month on average that, that all your cumulative data and information share can leverage and you guys compare notes that's just much more info share and and just more power you have more data and you're more equipped to make better decisions and tweaks and strategy and everything so so anyway so that's that's my final final thoughts for this wonderful sunday right now i think lsu is playing stony brook the last time i checked before i got onto the pod they were winning so hopefully they still are uh next weekend we may fly out to houston so we might do a pod from the houston astrodome or nearby we'll just see what happens with uh coach johnson and if my son's going to be pitching or not um if not or not if it's uncertain then we probably won't roll the dice but if we get a date that he might be starting then we would probably go out so that's where that sits if in case you want to know 30 minutes in guys love to get your feedback let me know what's working for you if you got any ideas and for sure like i said i'm always I mean, I'm a soundboard. I'm glad to help out in any way I can to help you grow, help your family, eat better, have better lives. Um, 949-302-3464. You can text me if you like. You can message me on uh, Dentico PDR on the gram. That's it. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys, man. Have a great week. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Hug your kids and wife and that dog. Don't kick that dog. Treat that dog good. Just because it shit in the living room, it still loves you too. And... I will catch you on the next SAI Service Marketing Podcast. Bye-bye for now.